Hello and welcome to Health Affairs Pathways. Uh, it's another special bonus episode. I am your host, Jeff Byers, Senior Content Marketing Manager here at Health Affairs. And today we have a conversation with Tracy Fossilino from Clemson University. Uh, she was the producer of the series you just listened to called No One Gets Out of Here Alive, uh, focused on palliative and hospice care. Uh, hope you enjoyed the series. Um, I know I did. Uh, I interviewed Tracy in late January to talk about the series and what she got out from the project and what we can hear from from her in the future. So it was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is the last episode of Health Affairs Pathways for the year 2023. Make sure you stay subscribed to this feed, and we look forward to sharing more stories with you. And with that, let's go to my interview with Tracy Fossilino. Thanks. Tracy Fossilino, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. So if people are listening to this episode, most likely they have listened to your series, No One Gets Out of Here Alive, one of the unique podcast series that you developed as part of the Health Affairs Podcast Fellowship Program. But just in case, can you talk a little bit about the series and uh, what it entails? Sure, sure. And I am hopeful that they've listened to the podcast, but <clears throat> if they haven't, the title is somewhat of a catchy one, right? No one gets out of here alive. It's actually referencing the the dynamics of hospice and palliative care. Um, because ultimately, none of us have found, uh, you know, the fountain of youth, and we haven't figured out how to live forever. So we're all going to experience the process of dying, whether it's dying in a, you know, a tragedy or more of a kind of a critical illness than dying through that passageway. So my podcast really looks at policies that are impacting hospice services, which is your end of life, and palliative care, which is more geared towards symptom management, goals of care conversations, communication. It's uncoupled some from palliative care. And it talks about how these policies have shaped the past of palliative care and hospice, the current uh, delivery of these services, and then what's going to happen in the future. And it's coming from the voice of a nurse who is your boots on the ground, uh, been a nurse practitioner for some 20 years now and have had an opportunity to experience what it's like to work in rural communities and also work in kind of a hospital setting where palliative care is readily available. When we reviewed your proposal, I think what struck us at Health Affairs um, was that it's a topic that is somewhat taboo, but for lack of a better term. So um, it's a, it's a touch, it can be a touchy subject and uh, for, for a lot of individuals, um, present company included. Mm. <laughs> um, and, but it is a very somber topic. And so I wanted to ask you what, you know, what drove you to tell this story? I think that you did kind of hit the nail on the head there that sometimes this topic is taboo. And because of that, we don't talk about these things at uh, end of life or talk about our suffering sometimes. And so working as a nurse practitioner, 
I have heard many of these stories and have witnessed situations where a parent or a child or a grandparent is actually in the hospital and at end of life or having to make some critical decisions for them on their behalf because they're not able to. And the family just struggles, right? If they don't know what grandpa would want and they have some complex emotions that go along with it. And then as they make some of these decisions, they end up, I feel like, having some complex grieving because they didn't get a chance to talk about it. And so that was probably the biggest reason why I wanted to share this story about palliative care and even a story about a particular patient that was one of mine so that others will understand the importance of, you know, coming forward and kind of normalizing dying and addressing the symptoms that people have when it comes to chronic diseases and serious illnesses and want to be able to give them the tools that they know um, that are available and services that they can access. Great. Um, and I want to stay on this topic for a little bit, um, which is still a little bit more somber, but, and, and then I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the process of putting the podcast together. But as you were talking, um, just a question that I had for you coming from the nurse perspective, when you see, um, death, maybe not on a daily basis, but on a regular basis, how does that inform your relationship to death and also to life? Well, that is a very deep, deep question there, Jeff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so how does it inform my uh, my take on death? Well, I think I, I probably am someone who might get a little less sensitive about the topic because I am around it and because I do see it. And I feel such a, like it's so important that we talk about it and that we recognize that we all are going to die and so I may come across sometimes as a little bit, um, you know, like, does this not bother you? Are you not sensitive to all this? I certainly am, right? I, as a matter of fact, I am so much that I do want to talk about it. And I do want to normalize it. And um, the, you know, it feeds into the living um, from the perspective that I want to look at a day and say, you know, I want everybody to feel their best as much as they possibly can in every day. And that's where I think palliative care can really kind of feed into that too, because you have patients who have lots of serious illnesses and chronic diseases, and they're just dealing with all these symptoms that they don't know how to get addressed. And so I look at it as, you know, life should be full of joy and happiness. And even some folks um, have really amazing deaths. I have many stories that I try to put in the podcast to help people understand that it isn't such a, um, you know, a grim kind of experience, that it can be a very joyful time as well. Well, th thanks for that. We can, we can, we don't have to be that deep here, but I do appreciate that answer. That was very <laughs> thoughtful. Um, that being said, I do want to ask on the topic of palliative care, what's something that um, so you and I are, I'm in the healthcare industry in a different way that you're in the healthcare industry, but for someone that's maybe not in the healthcare industry, um, what might not they understand about palliative care that you think they should know? Yeah, thank you for actually pointing that out too, because that was one of the motivations for this podcast was the fact that a lot of people 
really think of palliative care as death and dying. And they don't understand that it is actually uncoupled in a lot of ways, that all patients should receive palliative management or palliative services, good communication skills, addressing symptoms, and that um, it is different in some respects with hospice. A hospice is a beautiful um, kind of format in dealing with end of life, but palliative care belongs from birth to death, and anybody should be receiving those services. And as you move into more complicated illnesses and maybe complicated conversations with your family members, you want to bring in the specialty palliative care. And um, that's that's really the emphasis for palliation is thinking about it as an extra layer of support and also helping navigate through the serious illness pathways. Fantastic. Thanks for that answer. And thanks for walking uh, us through that. Um, going back to the process of the podcast. So um, for those that may not be aware, um, we've done the Health Affairs Podcast Fellowship Program two years in a row now. We had about 60, 60 something applicants and narrowed it down to two. Um, I know everyone probably has a different motivator for joining the program, but what was your motivation for joining this program and what were you excited to learn through the process? I was really excited about this idea of learning more about policies. As a clinician, you know, we don't really tend to get too much in the policy realm. And I know from prior podcast listening and understanding the kind of the frame of health affairs, you guys are really keenly watching and navigating through policy. And when I saw the call, I thought, wow, there's a couple of things here that would be really cool. Um, one, learning about policy, working with health affairs, but then also how do you make a podcast and how do you go about doing it? And that's the biggest reason why I applied is I thought this would give me an opportunity to really push myself outside of just the day-to-day clinical pieces and learn about policy and then definitely add another layer of a steep learning curve on helping, you know, like navigating the interviews and creating the podcast. And so that's what I got really excited about were those two things. Fantastic. Well, I hope I hope we were able to deliver on the promise <laughs> of the program. Um, so you're on the other end of it. Um, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all the all the episodes are posted at this point. So what did you find the most challenging? What did you find the most rewarding after all is said and done? I think probably the most challenging. Uh, there's a couple of things actually, and I, I I have to share that because of the topic. And you and I talked about this a lot too, Jeff, is how do we keep it to where people won't cut off when they hear about death and dying um, because of the kind of the taboo around it? So how did I, how were we going to make sure that the conversations that were being presented in the recording was light enough that people would want to hear it, but yet still get the message um, through? And and that was challenging, right? There was challenging. There were several times when I was listening as my recordings and I'm like, wow, that's really deep or, oh man, there needs to be a lighter moment there because otherwise they're just going to say, I can't, I, you know, I can't, I can't take this anymore. So that was a very challenging thing. And then the creation of the podcast, not having any real background or education in it. And I was trying to figure out what platforms to use, what software to use, how do you stream it together? How do you tell the story in a concurrent, you know, a cohesive manner? And it was just great to be able to 
use your team to help me help me through that. So for someone that's thinking about starting a podcast, how would you rate it? Uh, one to ten, easy being uh, easy being ten, hard being a one. Or eh, we're not going to use the decimal system here. Uh, how easy <laughs> is it to create a podcast? I would say it's not as easy as it sounds when you're listening to it. There is a lot of work that goes behind the production to make it such a wonderful, easy listening podcast. Um, so I would not rate it as easy. I would probably put it if you're going to use your one to 10. So I'll help here. One being pretty easy, 10 being really hard. I'd put it right around an eight or nine. Uh, because if you're not familiar with the equipment, you're not familiar with the software, and then you've got to tell the story. So there are like two layers to this, right? It's the podcast production, but it's also the story. So I'm going to rank it up there about an eight or nine on uh, hardness. Great. So no one's coming for my job yet. I so <laughs> don't think so, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So we're speaking today at the very end of January. The episodes have yet to uh, publish as we're talking, but they will by the time listeners hear this. Um, what do you hope is the one thing that listeners uh, took away from the series? We've touched on a lot, but if you have any other thoughts on that. I think the biggest thing is that death and dying has to be, you know, we have to normalize that some we have to accept that it is part of our uh, trajectory, um, but that it can't, it doesn't always have to be, you know, this deep, dark, you know, bad kind of experience that, you know, again, a lot of people that I talk to aren't necessarily worried about the dying, but they're worried about the process of which they're going to die. And I think that's where I'm hoping that this podcast helps people understand, you know, this is where we were at years ago with people who had severe cancer or they were very, very sick and they had no support. This is where we are today with palliative care in certain pockets and certain areas. Here's, we are, here's where we're at with hospice policies and you know we've got some of this coverage, but we still have a long way to go. There's not enough of palliative care services. There's not enough hospice services. They need to be kind of the quality care that um, is being advertised and helping folks understand that this is policy driven too, right? If there's no coverage for the benefit, then how are they going to get it? And that means that someone it would be suffering and not being able to get the services they need. So it needs to be a call to action for those that are in kind of those strategic positions to make things happen um, and helping to move forward to make sure that we're going to be able to provide services to our aging population as well. Fantastic. And so Tracy Fossilino, um, what's next for you? If, if uh, we were talking before we started recording and you have another podcast on the way or what, what's next? Yeah, I, you know, I guess they talk about getting bit by the policy bug and I definitely have because of this podcast. But then all of a sudden I find myself saying, you know, this would be a really good podcast and this would be a really great way to do some education for nursing students and I'm very fortunate that my uh, Clemson University is supporting this creation of a podcast that we're hoping um, will kind of take off. But I've just finished a podcast with a perinatal nurse practitioner and going to be using that as an educational tool 
for our undergraduate students as we work harder to integrate palliative care. Now, I don't know if this will continue, but it's a lot of fun to create podcasts, even though it's difficult and takes some time. It is a lot of fun to put the final product together. Fantastic. And so final question is, where can people find you, uh, social media, if you have anything else you want to plug? Well, you can find me on the Health Affairs Fellowship Podcast. I do encourage you (laughs) (laughs) to listen to that. And then I'm readily available at Clemson University on my email address. Not really on social media too much, Jeff. That's that. You know what? I'm right there with you. Well, fantastic. Tracy Fossilino, it was great catching up with you. Um, and very excited to, to, to hear about those new podcasts coming out uh, after people have, of course, listened to the Health Affairs Pathways series, No One Gets Out of Here Alive. Tracy Fossilino, thanks for joining. Thank you. Big shout out to you all for, for producing this for us, too. Thanks. Mm-hmm.